Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the Sports for Dummies podcast, the podcast for you, whether you know anything about sports like myself or nothing like my co-host Hope Ellen. Today, we are talking to a very, very special guest. Now, normally me and Hope discuss three things that are going on in the world of sports, but today we have the most exciting episode of the series so far. We are talking to former British Commonwealth and European champion and boxer, who is undefeated, by the way, for those listening, Lerone Sniper the Boss Richards. How are you doing, my friend? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? Glad to hear, man. I'm very well. Thank you. I'm good. I had a good day today. Been busy with university, but I've been I've been well. Um, thank you very much for coming on today. Really appreciate your time. I know you've been super, super busy, of course. You are fighting next Saturday, an absolutely enormous fight at the Manchester Arena against Carlos Gongora, but we'll get onto that very, very soon. Um, Lerone, I want to roll it back with you. I'm going to throw it back a number of years, back to your early, early days. First question for you, how did you get into boxing? My dad is the one who started me off in it. Um, my dad used to do a little bit of tie boxing and he's always loved boxing over the years, um, watched boxing. And as a kid, I was quite energetic, had a lot of energy. And he was like, look, what can I do now to burn some of this energy off? So he took me to the boxing gym and then it all went from there. Wow, that's wicked. And so at that point, of course, you know, you're growing up, I guess you're, you're living in London too. What was it like growing up in London and boxing at the same time? Do you know what? It was good. Obviously, I'm from that lot of people because I'm not. I'm from Surrey, um, just the outskirts of London. But it was good. I had a good upbringing. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't difficult at all. I think what bo- boxing did do for me was gave me structure, you know, and a routine. And so I'd go to school and after school, I'll go to the boxing gym. So it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Your past jobs consist of working at Pizza Hut. You've been a doorman. You've worked at Tesco's. So why boxing? How does that happen in amongst all of those things going on? Well, I started doing them jobs. You know, when I turned professional, um, I wasn't fortunate. I wasn't one of the fortunate ones that got sponsors. So I had to work to earn money to be able to fund my boxing. So I had to find jobs on the side that um, allowed me to train as well and give me time to train so obviously that consisted of tesco being a stock controller delivering pizzas um i was working in a call center at one time 
and also Fila Dorman. So I was doing quite a lot. Um, yeah, it was tiring, but I got it done in the end of the day, at the end of the day because I knew that it was worth it. Wow. And so was your dream kind of when you started boxing, was the dream always to go into professional boxing or were, like, could you see yourself going into that career path? What was your kind of view on boxing as a child? And then obviously clearly you knew you had some talent with an amateur record of 91 and nine. It's pretty obvious that you're absolutely smashing it. So how, how did you feel kind of growing up um, and then deciding to go into boxing professionally? Well, obviously I started at a young age and I was just doing it for fun. It was just a hobby. It was just a hobby. It was just something I did after school. And, and as time went on, I started to love it. It became a routine. So it was like, um, it just became a routine and uh, part of my life. And uh, I went to, obviously I went, done well at school. I went to college, you know, got my, got, got my, uh, my A-levels and things like that. And I was thinking about going to university. Um, and I was like, which one do I want to go to? Because I wanted to go to Loughborough University to study sports science. And um, I decided to pick boxing um so it went from there um but I never really looked at it and thought to myself oh, I want to be a professional boxer for me it was just enjoying it I was enjoying what I was doing and I was you know not too bad at what I was doing so I was like let me just keep going at it and keep doing it awesome and really and, uh, great story yeah very interesting yeah. as well actually that kind of you know you were going to go to Loughborough and actually in the end you decided that boxing was the way forward and hey looks like it paid off in the end um question for you though of course we kind of you briefly touched on in that last answer you made your professional debut you went into professional boxing on the 29th of September 2013 what was that like going from amateur boxing to professional and how did that step up feel for you personally um it was different but at that time when I turned professional, I still looked at boxing as a hobby. You know, obviously, as an amateur, it's a different sort of concept. But whereas, say, professional, it's more of a business. And I didn't understand that until um, later on in my career. Um, so it was just for me, just it was an easy transition for me. So I was boxing for so long and I had so many fights. So it was, like, it was not a problem at all. It wasn't hard to adjust very interesting too that kind of that jump up wasn't massive because i know certainly a lot of people do a lot of people don't realize that actually sports is a business whether it's kind of professional or amateur the sports is actually you know it's not a hobby it is a hobby when you're young but actually when you start growing up you learn the ins and outs of the financial things around sport and i'm sure that that became very apparent when you went into boxing very very interesting to hear from yourself yeah well obviously in the amateurs i wasn't getting paid so it was um Obviously, when you turn professional, you start getting paid. Obviously, I didn't get paid really in my first few fights. Like I started from the bottom. Like I was wow. getting paid like fifty pound a fight. You know, sometimes I wouldn't get paid anything at all. I was just trying to take these opportunities so that I can sort of progress. And um, I wasn't like one of those guys. Obviously, I had a good amateur pedigree. You know, I won a lot of national titles and things like that. But I never got signed by a big promoter. I never had a big promotional backing. So I had to back myself all the way. And um, there was times where it was hard about giving up. I just kept going and kept believing in myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that determination and drive you have actually to keep going. And that's even clear in your interviews now and today that actually you still have that belief that, you know, you are the best and you keep striving for the absolute best, which is wicked. Um, a question I'm sure on everybody's lips, which is certainly on mine, which I've been thinking about, you know, we've now touched on your professional career, the nickname Sniper the Boss. When did that come into play? Um, and yeah, and why is that a thing? Can you explain to us what that means? Yeah, so... It was my dad that came out of it. Um, when I was when I first started off boxing, I was very good at throwing straight shots, 
And my dad was like, oh, it's obviously a sniper, the long gun, you know. And he was like, oh, you're the best at it. You're the boss. So he put the two together and he's like, sniper, the boss. And I've had this name since I was like seven years old. Yeah, wow. and I've just stuck with it. Yeah, it's mad. When he first said it, sniper, the boss, I didn't really think much of it. And obviously, I went through the amateurs. I still had the name Sniper the Boss on my shorts, etc. But when I turned pro, Lerone Sniper the Boss Richards, everyone loves it. I love it. And obviously, it works. It works with my style. So, can't complain. No, absolutely. I think it's a great nickname. I, when I first had it, I thought that was class. I thought it's a really, you know, it really rings. It's like, it's like, a, you know, it's like your little thing. And actually it works nicely in your name as well. So yeah, excellent. And they're really cool as well that it's been kind of since you were a kid too. That's, that's wicked. Um, yeah. And kind of throughout your career, of course, you've had 15 fights so far. 16th is happening next weekend, but 15 fights, 15 wins. Absolutely enormous. Massive congrats. What has been the proudest moment in your career to date? This is how I'd explain it, right? So where I first started and I was starting off some small hall shows, I never knew where my career was going to go. You know, usually when you turn professional and you've had a good amateur pedigree, you would have obviously the big promoter and they'll be able to plan things and stuff and on, you know, where they want you, to, where they want to take you in certain, well, say maybe this year they want to give you five fights and you want to fight for a title. They have a plan for you, but I never had that. So I was just taking what I could get, fighting as um fighting as often as I could. Um, so like when it comes to being the proudest moment in my career, I just say like every moment that I have, whether it was a four rounder, six rounder, eight rounder, ten rounder, twelve rounder, has been a proud moment for me because I it's been a long journey, and because it's been a long journey, I can't take nothing for granted. And like there's a thing on my logo. It's, we're hungry we're starving and um that is uh so every moment that i'm in the ring is a proud moment for me but if there's a standout moment that i should that i would pick out it would be when i unified the british and the commonwealth titles that was a big moment for my career and i think that is when everyone started to know who lorraine richards was that's wicked, man. Well, and a really, really powerful, really humbling story as well, actually, about the fact that, you know, you take every moment in your stride and you don't take anything for granted. I think that's a really, that's really powerful. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And actually, I think you're, you know, you're right. I think something that you can certainly look at is actually you look at your amateur career and what you've just told us in this story that, you know, you were literally fighting effectively for free and you were working part time doing boxing. And now you look back at that and you say, wow, what a journey it's been. So, yeah, really awesome story. Been crazy. It's been a mad journey, but it sounds a bit cliche but I wouldn't change it because it's what's made me now and like where I know like how it felt being down there at the bottom I don't want to feel that no more so it's going to be very very hard to stop me you know so it's a bit of a motivation a bit of a push which is which is good love that I absolutely love that and so on that note, too, kind of you've spoken about your biggest pushes and strides, and obviously you mentioned your dad quite a lot. Who have been the biggest inspirations in your life, whether it's boxing or just general life, um, for yourself? It's got to be my mum and my dad. You know, they've been very supportive over the years. Even when I was an amateur, driving me up and down the country, you know, it's not cheap, you know, and they, they always backed me. And um, obviously I'm boxing for myself, obviously, but I'm also boxing for them because I want them to um, to relax, put it that way. I want them to relax and 
So I'm fighting for my family as well as myself. I want to give something back because they made the sacrifices um, for me. Um, so not only making sacrifices for myself now, but then I'm also making sacrifices for them too. Wow. So my mum and my dad, yeah. Great answer. Sure. Yeah, I love that. That's that's really powerful. Yeah. And so obviously you've been driving up and down the country and you've mentioned kind of your, your favourite moments and stuff. Now, I'm sure one key moment in your life was when you signed your multi-fight promotional deal with Eddie Hearn, you know, absolute legend. I'm sure everyone listening knows him. Question for you, Lerone, what is he like as a character to work with? Because obviously, you know, hundreds of people have made memes out of him. People love him. You know, he's an icon all across the UK. What is he like to work with? Do you know what? The thing about Eddie Hearn, um, he's the type of man that, if you're good enough, you'll win. If you're not good enough, you'll get beat. And that works for me because he gives you the opportunities and it's for you to take them. And that's why I like about Eddie Herbert because since I've signed with him, he's given me the fights, he's given me the opportunities and it's just now for me to take them. Obviously, I won the European title earlier this year. Now I'm fighting for the IBO World title. And it's for me to just keep taking them and keep taking them. And if I keep taking them, I move forward. So I like the way Eddie Hearn moves. I like his um, his business ethic. And um, I can see um, us working together for a long time. Awesome. That's really interesting. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy. And obviously everyone he works with, he seems to get on with. People love him, you know, a national icon. So I love that. That's a really, yeah, really great answer. Yeah, and- do you know, he's very like... He's good. He's a good promoter. He's good at his job. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Eddie where he's not happy or he's not like, he's always on job, man. And it's impressive because he's always traveling up and down. You'd think one minute he's in Vegas, next minute he's this place, that place. You'd think, oh, jet lag, you'd be a bit tired, but I never, ever see it. I want to know what Eddie's taking. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we going to have to clip that? That's class. Eddie on the work. Maybe we should call Eddie. Maybe we should call him Eddie the Hearn, uh, Eddie the Workhorse Hearn. There you go. Maybe that's yeah. his little title. <laughs> yeah. So he- you know, you mentioned in there, obviously, the fact that he's managed you, he's landed you this fight. An absolutely enormous fight next Saturday. You are facing undefeated champion Carlos Gongora for the IBO Super Middleweight title. How are you feeling for that, Lerone? A massive, massive fight. Yeah, I feel good. Um, I feel excited. I can't wait. It was the sort of fight I was looking for after the European title. Um, well, I wasn't looking at Carlos Gongora at the time. I was looking at fights like uh, Rocky Fielding. Um, at the time, obviously, me being European champion, there was John Ryder in the mix as well. Um, but then when I got offered the Carlos Bongora fight, I was like, all right, then let's have it. And uh, now we're here and we're a week away and I can't wait to showcase my skills. Excellent. And so how have you been training differently, I guess, because obviously Carlos is a champion. You know, he's an absolutely awesome fighter. When you watch him, he's relentless. And I'm sure that certainly hasn't put you off in any way, but he is certainly a top, top fighter. Um, have you, has your game plan, has your starts, any of it changed leading up to the fight? Of course, as well. IBO's super middleweight title on the line is enormous. So, yeah, how does that feel for you? Do you know what? Like, when I sort of look at the fight, without the title on the line, it's still a good fight. You know, we're two top world contenders, um, two fighters that no one really wants to fight. So it's like the two avoided a sort of collided. Uh, that's going to collide. And Carlos Gongora is a good operator, um, good puncher, good boxer. Um, he's got a good pedigree as well. And he's going to bring the best out of me. And, um, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait for this fight. And, you know, once I won this fight, um, I, I would announce myself to the world. Wow. That's massive. So what if you, you know, come Saturday night, right? We're all ready. We're seeing it there. 
Lerone, sniper the boss, Richard, boom, holding the title. What is the plan next following Carlos Gongora? Do you know what? I haven't looked past Carlos Gongora because this is a tough challenge. This is no joke. This is a this is a world level fight. Um, this could be for any world title, you know. So I've, I've got my eyes firmly focused on him. But like I said before, you know, when it comes to like the promotional side of things, you know, you win, doors open. So once I've beaten Carlos Gongora, there's going to be doors opening possibly world title, more world title shots and um, bigger fights for me in the future. And, you know, the future's bright. The future's bright. And, you know, I can't wait to see what it holds. Excellent. That's really exciting. I tell you, I'm looking forward to the fight. It's going to be very, very exciting. So this training camp you've kind of been talking about, how long have you been training for this fight for? And actually, I'm sure, you know, COVID, of course, has ramped up in the last couple of weeks and months. What has that looked like for you training? Has that affected you at all? And if so, how has it affected you? It's funny because... Where the restrictions were quite tight earlier on in the year, with the bubbles, et cetera, et cetera, we've kept the same sort of thing, routine. So none of us are really going out anywhere. We're all staying, obviously, in our own bubble. And so when it comes to like the training and things, it's not, there's no sort of difference in terms of like my training schedule and things like that. Um, so the only difference is with sparring partners, we'll test them. Um, for COVID, but apart from that, nothing um, has disrupted my training. Um, when it comes to me being in camp, I'm always training. I'm always in the gym anyway, so it's like my whole year, my whole life's in camp. So obviously, when I knew I had obviously an official day, you ramp up the training. You work specifically for that for that fight. Um, you make your weight for that day. Things change in that sort of aspect but in terms of the training um yeah it's gone all smooth and nothing's changed excellent well i'm really happy to hear you that's great news because i know a lot of sports have been affected by covid even this season as well which is a real shame so it's fantastic to hear you've had no issues over the last couple of months and of course this is sports with me so we kind of break things down as basic as possible in all sporting forms so question for you Lerone: on fight day so next saturday what is that going to look like for you what is saturday from literally start to finish going to look like for yourself and how once you win are you going to celebrate how is it going to look for me it's just another day at the office you see i'm i'm just another i'm just laid back i'm i know my job i know what i have to do you know i know what i bring to the table so this is another day at the office i'm going to go and enjoy myself i'm going to have fun and i'm going to showcase my skills and like i've been saying to everyone no one's seen the best of Lauren riches yet and then the best is yet to come and um you know saturday night next saturday you're going to see a uh, far more advanced version than what you saw in my last fight wow um, big stuff in, yeah in terms of like the celebration, i did i'm very um i'm spontaneous i just do things that what comes to my mind so i could either dance and sing you know i scream i can shout you know i could do a flip I could do a roly-poly i don't know like whatever comes to my mind I'll do <laughs> brilliant I'll well do. I'm looking forward yeah. to that live on Daz and I'm looking forward to watching tuning in and seeing whatever you you have up your sleeve once you've won yeah. one one question I'm sure people are going to ask as well of course in boxing there isn't a lot of customization for your outfits of course because you do wear shorts but the question yeah. is do you have any special shorts you are wearing for Saturday night and if so what are they looking like I'm I, I like to wear the B colors the black and yellow you know um I've got some new shorts this fight um, you're going to have to tune in and see how they look, but they're looking smart. They're looking nice. And uh, I'm sure you're going to like them. 
perfect sports <laughs> and dummies sneak preview i love it you know on that note as well you've kind of mentioned the b color there which we can tie nicely in it to afc wimbledon your team the dons yeah i'm um, so are you a big sports fan then and if so obviously you're a football fan do you follow any other sports to be honest with you, it would just be AFC Wimbledon I follow. But then, when it comes to like the Olympics and things like that, I'm always on. I'm always watching the Olympics. Um, when it comes to like, the World Cups and stuff, um, I'm always on that. Anything like global, I'm on it. Um, but obviously, I'd follow. I follow my team in AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. Love that. And if, and so, why do you support AFC Wimbledon? What's the reason behind that? You know what? Me and AFC Wimbledon have a lot in common. Obviously, it's well noted about you know, the, the MK Dons and, you know, the, the split between MK Dons and Wimbledon. And uh, they had to start from the bottom, like myself. And um, they worked their way up to the, to the position they're in now. And it wasn't easy, but we got there. And we're still fighting for it now. We're still fighting. And that's like, that sort of resembles my career. So that's why me and AFC Wimbledon have... Um, a connection man. and that's why I support them I love that parallel that is awesome I love the fact that you can see yourself in the football club and I'm sure the football clubs see themselves in you that's great and actually that you're right and I'm sure now you know they are champions back home at Plough Lane albeit not having the best season but even still returning to Plough Lane yeah. was amazing how did that feel as a fan because of course for those that are listening but don't know AFC Wimbledon and MK Dons were connected then broke apart and actually AFC Wimbledon returned to their home ground after years and years of not being there so that's called Plough Lane how did that feel for you Lerone as a fan returning back to your home? Yeah it was brilliant um, when I went to the stadium I was like wow because obviously initially it was at King's Meadow and I was just like okay it was nice listen it was nice because I don't think it was always the atmosphere that was lovely that's what I love about with AS it's the people just talk. You know, we're run by the people, you know, and uh it's a family sort of family club. And uh when obviously I went to the new stadium, it was unbelievable and I knew how much it meant to to everyone, you know, so and how much it meant to me. And I just looked at the the field and was like, look, hopefully one day we'll get a fight here and you know, create history. So let's see what happens. Um as long as I keep winning and I keep, you know, opening these doors for myself, you know, the future, you don't know what the future holds. That's right. Lerone, that would be class to fly to fight at Plough Lane would be absolutely brilliant. And so clearly you have aspirations of doing that. Question for you then, over the years, of course, being an AFC Wimbledon fan, you've seen some great players, one of which I'll never forget is, of course, Adebayo Akinfenwa, absolute legend. Yeah. Yes. Who has been your favourite player for AFC Wimbledon over the years? Wow. <sighs> It's tough, man. It's tough. But do you know what? Like, the player that, you see, I know I have the most connection with now, he plays currently now, is Oli Palmer. And um, we get along very, very well. In terms of the, sort of the, um, the old school, um, it'd probably be fashioning. Um, um, but I would say, for now, obviously, because I've got a connection with him currently, it'd be Ollie P, man, because he's a good guy. I get along with him really well, and he understands my story. And, and um, yeah. Love that. That's that's wicked. And I guess to kind of to kind of start to wrap things up very slowly, um, Lerone, you've kind of spoken about your story and how it was literally, you know, you, you went from absolutely nothing to literally being a world champion. Question is for you, how, once your career is all said and done at the end of the day, in years and years to come, how do you want to be remembered in boxing? 
I want people to look at me and think, you know what, that Lauren Richards, he stayed in his own lane. He focused on himself. He never bad, he never bad mouthed anyone. He just got on with his job. Lauren Richards, the guy, the role model, the the person that kids and even adults can sort of look look up to and think, you know what, look, he's a good guy. Oh, you know what, I would like my son to grow up like him. The normal down to earth man. He's one of us. I want to be able to walk the street and not have to worry about anything. I want people to think, you know what, Lauren Wrestler Rich is over there. He's a sound guy. That's what and that's it. That's all, man. I don't, you know, look, I'm in the sport to make um, my dreams come true. And um, I want everyone to witness it. And I want everyone to see the story that, look, you're not always do you have to start from, from the top or have a big promoter to then, you know, succeed. Sometimes you can do it the hard way and still succeed. Sometimes things happen on the way, bumpy road. Not everything's, you know, plain sailing, but things that sometimes, you know, don't, sometimes things that happen in your favour, things, um, you know, you know what I mean, but just just to never give up. I love that. That's awesome. And, and I think, as you've just said there, kind of, you know, that Saturday, next Saturday is going to be another chapter in this fairy tale story and it's going to continue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just enjoying boxing now. This is all, it's, it's a job, obviously, but it's a job I enjoy. And um, yeah, I can't wait to Saturday night, mate. I can't wait. It's going to be wicked. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. Constant Gore is a hungry champion. I'm a hungry I'm a starving challenger and I just can't wait. Um, I can't wait. I can't explain, you know, how much I'm looking forward to this fight, but it's my opportunity to shine. I'm going to take it over guys. Let's go. I'm looking forward to bring it on Saturday 18th. All the listeners and myself are ready to watch you absolutely smash it. And of course, you seem a very positive guy, you know, very upbeat. I love it. I love how excited you are for boxing and I love your clear passion. But of course, with every positive, there is a negative and we don't want to bring it down because this is a great level. I'm loving this. What have been some of the challenges in your career you faced? And actually, I guess by the sounds, you are super, super busy. How does that affect your, you know, your life and stuff? And do you manage to balance everything going on? You know, what does that look like for you? What are the key challenges in your life presented by boxing? Do you know, I don't want to get into too much depth, you know, in terms of like what I've sort of gone through. But I'll briefly just say I've learned a lot of lessons, you know, the hard way in terms of like managerial situations. I was out for, it's well documented that I was out for two and a half years, nearly three years not fighting because of managerial issues. And, you know, to all the young, you know, amateurs or um, that want to turn professional, I give them some advice to just pick the right person for you. You know, I lost three years out of my career um, because I picked the wrong person. But, you know, it worked out in my favour because, I, as like I said, without these things, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, in that time, I didn't waste it. I was training, sparring with world champions, learning as much as I could, you know, under the radar. And then when I came back, you know, I was able to, um, you know, stamp the mark or put my, um, well, show everyone what I was all about. Um, something to go through injuries as well. Um, you know, something, you know, everyone wants to be your friend when everything's going well, but then when everything's, not going so well. You don't hear from no one, no one messaging you on how you are or 
like not really caring. Like it's like you don't even exist. Um, so some advice as well to people as well is to take note of those people and um, don't be horrible to them. You know, let them live their life. We're not horrible people out here. Let them live their life. And, um, just take note of who's there for you in the good times and the bad times. And um, another thing boxing's taught me is taking control of my own career. You know, being being able to, I'm more observant now. I can I can look at you and I know whether you're a good person or not. So it's made me like smell and see the snakes in this sport, um, which I can only take like positives from. So I've made some good friends out of boxing. Um, so yeah, I can't complain. Words of absolute wisdom tonight, people. Goodness me. Wow, this has been absolutely <laughs> excellent. Ace, ace, ace interview. Lerone, I'm going to wrap it up there. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us today. We wish you all the best in your future endeavours and we'll all be tuning in for Saturday night. We wish you all the best. The belt in your hands lifted above your head and I'm looking forward to whatever dance song you've got in store, my friend. I'm ready for it, but wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem, brother. Thank you for the, for the interview. I really appreciate it. No worries, brother. Take care. All the best. See you later, Lerone. What an absolute privilege and honour it was to interview Lerone Sniper the Boss Richards here on Sports for Dummies. An inspirational man with an incredible story. We wish him all the best for his fight against Carlos Gongora on Saturday night at the Manchester Arena. Here at Sports for Dummies, we will certainly be cheering him on, waiting to see him lift that belt with absolute pride. Please share this interview on your social media platforms and give this episode a review as always. Let us know what you thought of the interview and please send us any encouragement for Lerone which we will send through to him directly. Thank you so much for listening today. Normal service will resume next week as always. We'll be back midweek to give you all the latest sporting updates before Christmas. Have a good week and we'll catch you all soon. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.